Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the coming economic winter. Debt is the problem, and unfortunately, debt is also the solution. That's because all we have is debt. Even what we're calling money is not actually money, it's debt. I'm probably confusing a few of our listeners with that statement. I'm not going to go into explaining that on today's show. The headline news today, again, is inflation. The U.S. Department of Labor reported new inflation metrics for the month of June, showing that inflation metrics are in fact accelerating. The official current inflation rate is running at 9.1% in the U.S. In Canada, the inflation rate topped 7.7% in May, and it's expected to average 8% in the second and the third quarter. Only a month ago, the Bank of Canada was predicting inflation would remain more moderated at 5.8% and dropping, and clearly that was incorrect. This means inflation is actually ramping up. But we got to look deeper at the numbers to truly predict what's going to happen. The Bank of Canada increased interest rates on Wednesday by 1% compared with the 0.75% increase that had been leaked to the press in the weeks leading up to the announcement. And I'm going out on a limb to say that inflation is going to be even higher in the coming months than either the Fed or the Bank of Canada have been predicting. We have some economists predicting that the fall in oil prices over the past two weeks will translate into lower inflation. I don't agree with that assertion. The reason I'm not agreeing with the economic predictions is that the producer price index is currently running much higher than the quoted rate of inflation. If the producer price index is running at an annual rate of 16.8%, does it make sense that inflation is only 9.1%? Those two numbers seem too far apart for them both to be correct. If we drill deeper into the producer price index, you would see that the producer prices for food increased 16.3% for the year ended April 30th. Energy prices were up 40% in that same time period. Goods, excluding energy and food, were up 10%. I like to use the government's own data to point out inconsistencies in their own measurements. Two different government departments reporting on the same data give radically different numbers. Even with all of the adjustments and the massaging that the Commerce Department uses to produce a politically more palatable number, there's no escaping that inflation expectations are partly anchored in what businesses actually experience when they look at their own bottom line at the end of each month. And it's the producer price index that's much closer to reality because that's what people are actually spending. I'm predicting that central banks the world over will have to raise interest rates even higher they have a shot at beating inflation. The question is whether they will have the political independence and the political will to raise interest rates high enough to beat inflation. I think they're going to try to raise rates. They're going to see some modest improvement in inflation, declare a premature false victory, and then ease interest rates for a period. Along the way, the economy will suffer a deep recession. The rising interest rates will cause significant unemployment. It will cause significant defaults both in business and in residential real estate. They will eventually realize that the weak attempt to rein in inflation didn't work, and then they'll have to attack inflation again with renewed vigor. We could see asset prices fall in the stock market even further, but stocks don't factor into the consumer price index. They do factor into the wealth effect. If someone's sitting on a paper wealth in their stock portfolio of a few million dollars, they'll think nothing of going out on a Tuesday night and having a fancy dinner with their family. But imagine if their stock portfolio drops by 30%. Human nature says that that same consumer will think twice about a discretionary expense like a fancy dinner on a Tuesday night. Their income didn't change from one week to the next, but their net worth did change. While you don't take your balance sheet with you to the grocery store or to the restaurant to pay the bill, it does influence your posture when it comes to making day-to-day -day spending choices. 
we could see residential real estate prices fall in the coming months. In fact, I predict that we will see a fall in real estate prices. That lower cost of housing will allow the federal government to declare a partial victory in inflation, considering that housing accounts for 40% of the weighting in the core CPI metric. But rents won't go down, and people's mortgage payments won't go down when they're locked in. When properties are worth less, people feel less wealthy. They again pull back on consumer spending. This is the wealth effect in reverse again. Even the $2.1 trillion that have vanished in cryptocurrency in the past six months will also dampen the wealth effect. All investors are seeking a flight to safety. The historic safety in the bond market doesn't exist today. At a time when stocks are falling, so too are bond prices. That's because bond yields are increasing, which means that correspondingly bond prices have to fall in order to deliver the current market yield expectations. We're entering an economic winter, the likes of which we don't understand yet. Interest rates will need to rise to levels that nobody's currently imagining if inflation is going to be beat. I also don't believe we have the political will to raise interest rates high enough to battle inflation. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.